Welcome to today's episode. I'm joined by Scott Parry. How are you going? Very well, thank you. That's great. And Chelsea Burton, great to have you back. Thanks for having me. Lovely. Now, today we just wanted to have a quick chat about uh, the financial impact of COVID, and but from a from a household level, not from an economy level. Um, and and what we've actually seen is some quite positive outcomes from COVID, haven't we? Yeah, definitely. It's been a big range. I mean, I remember like very early days. We've got sort of a huge number of clients. Sometimes three, four, five clients a day calling in saying, "Scott." I've lost my job. What am I going to do about the mortgage repayment? Everyone at work's freaking out. And I was really quite pleased to be able to turn around to them and say, hey, John, Mary, Rick, everything's going to be fine. You've got $22,000 in emergency savings, which you've worked hard to build up over the last 12 months or 18 months, or you've got $72,000 in, in savings. We had one client who built up $120,000 in savings using the program. And I said, you don't need to go back to work for four years. Yeah, you and four, you'll be in the same position. Yeah, four years with the living expenses and loan repayments up your sleeve. And he's like, really? I said, yeah, really. He said, everyone else at work is freaking out. I said, because they've been spending what they're earning. They've got car debts. They've got credit cards. You've been disciplined and been sacrificing, and now these emergency savings are there for this exact emergency. Yeah, because I mean, quite often when we talk about you know paying down a home loan, it's just to to reduce your debt, so you want to be debt free as quickly as possible. But the other side of it is, it's an insurance policy. It protects you in the event of these major catastrophic things happening, and it could be you know something happening in your family, and you need to take some time off. It could be an event like this where you lose a job or are made redundant, whatever it may be. But this protects you and gives you time it buys you time it buys you peace of mind as well i mean everyone is always of the mindset okay what happens if x happens or what happens if y happens or irrelevant you're financially stable and secure if you've got fifty thousand dollars in savings in the bank like nothing's going to rock your boat so that's why we're so big on step one save two thousand dollars step two save one month's worth of living expenses and loan repayment step three save three months worth of living expenses and loan repayment so once you start to build that um, buffer that peace of mind factor for a lot of females especially they just feel safe and secure yeah and you don't need a global pandemic to be the reason that you need an emergency buffer I mean, yeah things happen all the time it doesn't have to be that big yeah. so having savings in the bank in case you you know lose your job for two months or, or get sick or something is so important so essential yeah absolutely and i think that you know a lot of people coming into the pandemic if they already had that buffer that was really fantastic if they didn't families are really feeling it like they've really realized the importance of savings. And what we have seen is so many people saving more throughout this last year. Mm. And I mean, a lot of that is to do with, you know, expenses going down. We're not, we're not actually going out and doing anything because we don't have a life anymore. <laughs> <laughs> but I think we've also, you know, you've, you've felt that kind of fear. Like you've had that, that moment of, oh, hang on a second. I do actually need to have some money set aside in case I lose my job or in case one of us gets sick or in case something happens. What are you guys hearing from, you know, some of our clients? Um, well, I mean, the fact that news articles at the moment are reporting that the amount of credit being extended to families in Australia is is reducing. I mean, that's amazing. It means that people are actually proactively paying off debt so that they have more savings and then they're actually using their own money to go ahead and buy things. Absolutely. You know, and our clients seem to be saving a lot more money than they used to be. Yeah, too, it's awesome fantastic. to see, yeah. isn't it? Oh, it is. I mean, we had one client who used to get Botox all the time. <laughs> yeah. And then she couldn't get Botox, and now she's decided, okay, I don't need that anymore. <laughs> and she's happy about it. And we can actually tell she's happy because she can <laughs> smile now. So it's great. <laughs> but I think that, 
that that's a really good thing to kind of talk about as well is like the changing spending habits of people. I think a lot of people have had a bit of a reality check the last 12 months and gone, do I really need these things in my life? Is it really important? Yeah, exactly. I mean, I, I know I used to get my nails done all the time and yeah. now I don't. Yeah. Like, <laughs> no, I don't need that. <laughs> but one thing, I mean, at the beginning, in the, in the first six months, we did see a lot of people going out and doing those bigger kind of purchases like cars, which, mm. was, which I thought was quite unusual. Like, I mean, caravans is now because everyone's going to travel locally. So you can kind of see that. What are your thoughts on people buying caravans right now? Uh, everyone's doing it. So um, <laughs> one of my best mates started a caravan business in January. I mean, talk about flukes. Good time. Like, that was January before the yeah. COVID hit. So, I mean, he's just doing insane numbers and uh, what a business model. But uh, I think caravans are great. You can actually rent them out and actually make them dollar productive or an investment. At Camplify are some mm-hmm. web- websites where if you're not using a caravan, rent it out, let other people use it, get the income from it. Therefore, you can claim that interest as... Uh, deduction because it's an income producing asset so it becomes literally like an investment property on wheels doesn't grow obviously but does produce some cash flow and you can turn your pastime or your lifestyle into a semi-smart uh, financial play not the smartest obviously I mean I'm certainly not going to be making too much money on a caravan apparently they do hold their value quite they do, well yeah I've been told so yeah I mean I'm not a caravan guy um, but <laughs> I, I, I think that not your style. You're more you're more a camper. Right? You like you like to go rugged in a tent. <laughs> I'm, I'm, a, I'm under the stars. Yeah. <laughs> under the stars. So, Give me a swag and a as in a five star hotel. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, I mean I I think caravans are great for families. They're the perfect ability as long as you're using them. What I don't like people buy caravans and they sit there and they don't use them. Hundred oh, percent. Um, but if you're getting the value out of them, you're using them, and they're the memories that your kids are going to remember for sure. Yeah. Um, they're always going to remember those uh, caravan road trips. And they do actually hold their value quite a bit because they don't have as many, they don't have an engine, they don't have any much electronics and stuff like that. So there's nothing you need to kind of maintain, if that makes sense. So the, it's just a structure and the structure tends to hold its value because it stays relatively okay. Like it's nothing you have to do with to it. No, is that true depending on the value of the caravan? I know some yeah, of our clients imagine. buy them at 30000 and some buy them at 100000 Yeah. They're pretty different caravans. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's that's like any kind of decision like that. You've got to, you know, be, you know, really kind of think about how much do I really need to spend on a caravan? How much are going to use it? Like, like we've talked about before, the cost per use. Mm. Like, you know, and how much value are you going to get out of that caravan? If you're going to be spending every single weekend in it, maybe a hundred thousand dollar caravan is worthwhile. I don't think it is personally, but <laughs> yeah, and I mean. The cost per use, you've got to take into account the resale value. You don't you don't yeah. like get zero back from it. If you yeah. spend a hundred grand, you might buy it for a hundred grand but resell it for eighty grand and so it's really cost you twenty grand for yeah. those two years or three years how how long you've left it there. I think the other factor here, which has been really interesting um, during this whole pandemic, is people's savings rate have gone up tremendously. I mean, the amount of credit card debt in Australia is nearly halved, which mm-hmm. is phenomenal. Amazing. Yeah. It's such a good thing to see. Which is really good. I mean, you just take entertainment and impulse buys out of people's budgets, of yeah. course they're going to be having savings. Yeah. So that's really what the pandemic did. It forced us to reduce impulse buys because we're not out and about, and our entertainment expenses were really cut down. Alcohol was up, but everything else was down. <laughs> like dramatically up. Yeah. 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 Dramatically. The uh, bottle over around the corner from us said that they increased their profits by 700%. (laughs) We do know how to drink in Australia. You can invest in Tesla or a bottle shop. (laughs) 
A or B. So uh, the savings rate, I mean, the average Australian, uh, the day, data coming out of uh, the Australian Bureau of Statistics at the moment is the average Australian family saves $900 per month. Uh, we're very happy. Our average client at Crown on the program saves $2,245 per month. So uh, huge benefit to being on a program what that comes back down to is just the structure and the discipline and the accountability uh, that we bring to the table and when you've got your average client saving $2,245 per month and that's how much equity they're creating their property they just they can either a retire faster or b invest quicker and just move forward financially and, and we've always been a big uh, proponent about progress equals happiness and uh, i think if you're making that sort of progress compared to the average bear you got to feel happy there's nothing that frustrates people more than working their guts out nine to five or eight to six whatever hours they're doing and they're actually not moving forward they're spinning the wheels and that there's is what creates resentment and i think for us and our clients the fact that they're moving forward at such a rapid rate of knots they're paying off their house in under 15 years i just had i spoke to a client on thursday who just paid the house off it was just in over 11 years he's 35 years of age debt free for the rest of his life i've uh, got great income and i've just sort of spelling out what your new world looks like without a mortgage payment like it's insane you there's no more budget for shopping buy organic buy the best i feel that you can grab whatever you need go to the crown every month grab babysitters just treat yourself buy a beautiful place down on the coast to turn it into a lifestyle so when you want to go down there you've got your own beach house but when you're not using it it's on airbnb so it's renting out and bringing great cash flow and you're also getting the capital growth everything's possible now because you don't have a mortgage repayment so it was it's such a weird mindset for them to flip because they've just been so ingrained in the program and for them to now feel that there is no Limits no weekly spend amount <laughs> that they've got to stick to the it's just a mental thing they've got to rewire and i said it's going to take a while but once you get there it's like wow yeah. this is now about this to get seriously it's fun. all about because mm-hmm. they've got to change their goal like yeah. the goal for so long has been mm-hmm. i want to pay off my house it's like you've paid off your house so what's next? Yeah. And for a lot of people, that's actually a little bit kind of daunting almost. So yeah. kind of like, I don't know where to go next. No, I just said, just stop thinking about having to pay anything off. Just watch your savings account grow. Oh, yeah. What a feeling yeah. to actually have cash in your account grow each and every week. Um, it's just so foreign for them. So, yes, yeah, I mean, mind-blowing. They have done such an amazing job. But that's really what I get out of bed in the morning to try and help more people have that feeling. And and I think as well, like, you know, through COVID, a lot of people have started to build up their savings a little bit and, and have felt that feeling of what it's like to have that financial security and have less of a burden on their shoulders. And I feel like people really need to run with this now because it would be so easy to fall back into the trappings of life before, to go and blow money on things that you don't need to impress people you don't like. You know, mm. we've all heard that before. But I, I feel like, you know, I really, really, my one wish is that people move forward with this same mindset and say, okay, I do need to save. And they look into something like our program where it's like, I want to pay down debt and I want to pay down, pay it down quickly. I want to have this feeling now for the rest of my life. I don't want to just have had this kind of this financial miracle that everybody kind of had over the last year and, and had a little financial reset and then they go back to their old ways again. I think that would be the most disappointing. Yeah, there are two camps to people. There's people who suffered incredibly, like mm-hmm. they were self-employed, had, yeah. a, had, oh. had a little cafe, which obviously got decimated. And so there's, there's people who've suffered, I've been absolutely decimated on a financial um, basis because of COVID. But on the other side of the, the ones, well, I'm hearing there's people in Perth who are getting their... Um, 
JobKeeper payment, seven fifty per week, and there hasn't been coronavirus in Perth pretty much ever. And so <laughs> the golf courses in Perth are booked out, like on. and so that's just a crazy thing in this government. I'm like they haven't actually state specific given the money to businesses based on how much COVID had an impact. I was like broad stroke, everyone in Australia is entitled to JobKeeper. If your business is down thirty percent, there's guys in Perth who started ABN, did two or three jobs um, for a painter or something, haven't used the ABN since, and then have been on the seven fifty per week just because they had that ABN open because their income's down by more than thirty percent based on last year crazy like that's just so much government money going to waste where it should be going to the people who really do deserve it and really do need it and those are the people like the self-employed people who've put their life savings and a life work into these cafes or restaurants um, that have been forced to close and been crippled those are the ones i feel for so you're not everyone's had a financial miracle there's been some people who has been an absolute disaster and i think the thing that we haven't spoken about enough as a country is the ripple effect or the collateral damage of COVID. It's not the virus, it's the suicides, the domestic violences. These are the people who have suffered the most. Absolutely. So, not to get all negative on Yeah, that, that went dark yeah. quick. <laughs> I'm just saying that it's, it's about every, every you've got to have black to see the white. And, yeah, absolutely. And, and we are so fortunate. We're so fortunate that we even live in Australia, full stop. Massively. Um, we're so fortunate that, you know, no one in our immediate groups have had COVID. Like, how lucky are we that we can say that? A lot of people around the world cannot. Yeah, I mean, if you live in the US or the UK you know someone who's got COVID and you know someone who's died of COVID. Mm. Like that's just yeah. how, how rough it is over there. So, yeah, we're very lucky we live on an island. We're very lucky <laughs> we can just close close up and, and just do us, which I think is just going to be a great opportunity to see your own country. Mm. You know, yeah. everyone's so focused on going to Europe, from going to America. No, go to Australia. Australia's amazing. Yeah. Like, we've got so much going on. Well, please don't come here right now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you just don't know how much Australia's got to offer. Like, you can go into the national park with yeah. the Kakadu and just have this incredible experience where you could be dropping yourself onto a beach into some rainforest. I mean, it's got everything for everyone. So, mm. I'm super excited to see more of Australia. Oh, absolutely. There's so much of Australia I haven't seen, and I'd love to. Mm. Absolutely. And I, I kind of feel like there's, yeah. Again, like we were talking about, there's a lot of these kind of silver linings that have come out of the last year. And there's definitely a lot of negative like negative things. Absolutely there is. But there's a lot of things that I kind of hope we do keep a hold of and, and yeah, start to travel like Australia. Working from home. Working from home <laughs> is, is very, very nice, definitely. But yeah, some of the financial stuff that we're talking about, like realigning our goals and our values and just saying what what's really important to me, you know, what do I really want to spend my money on and, and making those decisions from a from a better perspective. So when you're trapped in a house for 234 days, you have a lot of time to think about what makes you happy. Not that yeah. I was counting. No. no, yeah. <laughs> and, and you do get to a point, it's okay, what makes me happy? I'm just going to go and do that. I mean, the amount of people who have left the cities now and those regional areas where those property prices are doing 20% in the mm-hmm. last six months because the demand is there. Everyone's like, I don't need to be in the city anymore. I want to live near the ocean. Or I want to live in nature. And so, Which is amazing, isn't it? It's like, beautiful. It's, such a yeah. thing. it's great for everyone who's pushed that button and said, that is what's going to make me happy. And mm-hmm. just what make was, sure happiness is your North Star. What was one thing that through COVID that you kind of said, once this is over, I would like to? 
not get stuck in Melbourne winter <laughs> ever again. Chelsea, what was one thing that you thought about? Uh, I just want to get away somewhere. Yeah, <laughs> just anywhere. I want to get out of my house. <laughs> what about you? Oh, I had. Um, we actually kept a, a whiteboard with a list of things, and every time we thought of it, it was like dinner parties with friends. Like, mm. I just wanted to have friends over at my house. Long lunches with workmates. Nice. Hey, hey. hey. <laughs> Speaking of, we might have to go now. <laughs> that's a great idea. Yeah. But yes, uh, I think that's probably enough for today. Um, great conversation. Thanks so much for joining me, Scott and Chelsea. Um, and looking forward to next time.